know it There's such a lot of living to do They're sassy, sexy, spunky, witty, and best of all, opinionated. They are the girlfriends. And now here are Shelly, Whitney, and Shauna. Hi, everyone. It's the girlfriends, and I am Shelly MacArthur, and I'm going to open the show today. And today is going to be a heavy day. We are talking about addictions. We're going to talk about pain, pain that you go through, pain carry with you what do you do about this pain how do you get rid of it how do you change your course of energy in your life Um, we're going to talk about really talking to your kids about how to get through certain issues and how to cope with life and disappointments and adversity adversity so we're going to open it up and we are really number one happy to be here with all of you We thank all of you for listening to us on a weekly basis, and let's go, girlfriends. All righty. Well, this has been a challenging week. Challenging. Very challenging week. You you girls remember back to my dear friend, Ginger. (laughs) Ginger. And, uh, you know, I think sometimes, you know, the breakup of a relationship, you know, between female friends can be just as painful and difficult as the breakup of a relationship in a a romantic relationship. I agree. Um, And, you know, I'm absolutely devastated and feeling a lot of pain because our our relationship is over. And, um, you know, best intentions and, uh, you know, you know, it just—it's—I know—it's hard for me to even describe the the why and the how, and you know, it just—it's unbelievable. But here I sit, and you know, it's like I never thought in a million years I'd be sitting here and, and feeling this way. Um, and uh, you know, for well, you girls know, but um, I, I belong to a club, you know, and the two beginning letters start, you know, just like American Airlines. Uh, it's a club that I've never wanted to belong to, and uh, it's welcome. a club. Welcome. It's a club, you know, that I'm not supposed to talk about because uh, in our bylaws that we're not supposed to discuss that in the media. But um, it is a club that I belong to, and I don't necessarily agree with, uh, you know, keeping it a secret. But I am an alcoholic, and uh, have been sober now for. Years and five months. Yay! Wait, I gotta okay. say though, I've gotta say I am amazed by you and so impressed. I really am. There's not a day that goes by where I really don't. It doesn't just catch me and say, "Wow." I mean, you know, I was with you prior to that. Yes. Prior to those yes, years, you girls were. And and I also, you know, as you know, we had to pull away from one another for a while because there were so many complications. So when I look at what you have accomplished and how you've changed and how you've grown and what it makes me cry. I'm looking at her right now and we're kind of both <laughs> tearing up because you know what? It's darn tough. That has been tough. 
And I admire you for that. I mean, it's amazing. You have stayed on track. You have... Um, well, I think... I, I think, you, you know, I don't... I don't think you really give yourself enough credit. I really don't. I think you... Well, I, you know, I agree. Thank you for that, and you know, thank both of you for being my friends and being part of that journey. Um, you definitely were a major catalyst in me recognizing that I needed to stop. And I, I think very, Jerry's been incredible. Uh, my husband's been also very supportive. Um, you know, I feel my kids have been supportive, um, but you know, today is a day, and the reason I bring this, I, I bring my club up. Uh, today's a day where I'm struggling today, you know, and, you know, I need to, to get through to, you know, to get through the next minute, to get through the next half hour, to get through the next, you know, 24 hours, you know, I've got, to, I'm on a minute by minute right now. Wow. Some days it's like one day at a time and, you know, and I know for me, you know, drinking is a way that I cope with insecurity. It's a way that I've coped with stress. It's a way that I've coped with anxiety and, um, you know, this loss of, of a dear friend that, that just happened, Ginger, um, it's, it's, it triggered, it's triggering some, you know, uh, but how great for you that you, number one, can recognize and own the fact that it's triggered. And since you now own that moment, you are able to diffuse the other connection that you had when something triggers, which is drinking. Yeah, like so I you've know been able to diffuse that. On an intellectual level, I know that that craving kicks in. You know, it's like the craving for, you know, Dunkin' Donuts in the morning, you know. Or if you smoke cigarettes, it's that craving, like, you know, for that cigarette in the morning. Like, I know that, you know, it's a craving, and I know that, you know, it will pass. Um, but, you know, I'm just... Like I don't want to deal with this. <laughs> you know, so like, what I just do, don't want to have to so deal with So what do you do? What do you do that you feel you can share with everyone, whether it be any kind of addiction? What do you feel when that triggers or you feel like the minute-to-minute -minute time? What do you do that you could share with everybody that you can turn that minute around? What well, do you use? What tools do you I use? I know for, for, you know example the last couple of days um, what I do is that I really force myself to be in the moment that I'm in meaning I look for something to be grateful for you know so right now you know I'm looking at your eyes and I'm saying I'm so grateful that I can see these beautiful blue eyes you know I'm grateful that I'm here you know with the two of you I have to ground myself in gratitude in the moment that I'm in and then breathe and hope that that will get me past this minute to the next minute. And it's just constantly looking for things to be grateful about and saying, you know, to my higher power, you know, thank you. Like, thank you for this day. Thank you for my friends. Thank you for, you know, this cup of coffee no, that I have. It's all about gratitude. You know, thanks for the guy that picked the beans and, you know, it's thanks so for the guy that drove the beans right. to the roaster and thanks and that the roaster was working that day. And it's getting very, very specific and exactly just kind of walking gently on the earth and just trying to quiet myself because there's a part of myself that's so angry that, you know, that sort of drama, vindictive, you know, 
chaotic human wants to come out and you know that's just not that's not the person I want to be I think a real key word in what you just said is calming yourself I think when people really get into a situation that is sometimes we overreact sometimes we underreact react but we're in that moment and we let our emotions that's why a lot of people in a lot of books that we read they say step away from the situation yes. remove yourself from the room breathe and it's it, it's true and basically what you just said calming yourself is such a key play for me because I'm so high strung as it is to begin with that I find myself let's just say with an argument that I'm having with another person that instead of firing back right away I just say nothing I try to be silent and I try not to come back and just off the cuff but I think in any type of situation with addiction, I think that you're always battling it, whether it's a sexual addiction, whether it's a um, smoking addi addiction, drinking addiction. Um, I think there's so many addictive people that are out there. I mean, there's toxic addiction where you're, you're gravitating toward you know, toxic friends. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I agree, and I think a lot of that is um, understanding what triggers it and to understand what triggers it I think you really have to be aware consciously aware of what it is that happens that starts triggering that moment and I think that um, I'll tell you one of my you know which I think happens in AA and I'm sure in all rehab programs is really whether it be God whether it be a higher power whether it be Buddha is really going back to faith I mean isn't that one of your I, I just and I have you know I have me personally I you know I'm Catholic and I have fallen away a bit from my faith um, you know life has gotten really busy and it's you know, there's been a lot going on, so I have a tendency to not go to Mass all the time. And then with the whole thing with the Catholic, sex, church. The Catholic church, it's it's just, it's like, ugh, you know, I have, believe in my faith. But I lately, in the last month, have been going back to church and going back to to really delving into my faith and using my faith as a tool and you know what I feel so much better yes it's very similar to that in that you know when you know we say higher power you know God is great and God is good and you can substitute the word God or Jesus but yes it is a faith-based program and the fact of the matter is is that if you are able to realize that God is all forgiving and God, you know, love is, you know, God is love. God is the, you know, is the creator. God is responsible for all things good. And if you can focus on, for me, you know, being grateful for all the good things. Um, and again, just, you know, walking gently on the earth and just knowing like, you know, I'm feeling very chaotic but I need to be aware and sober and grateful for all the things and the gifts that God has not only given me, but, you know, given this earth. You know, it takes the focus off of, it takes the focus off myself, you know, um, service to others, you know, doing good towards others. I mean, it's, yeah, it's basic Ten Commandments stuff, but how That's many right. of us actually live that way, you well, know? I just know that 
um, I think anything that you're dealing with, and if you're dealing with a clear mind, things just seem to be clearer. Well, it's um, also such I, as I, when I mean, you're in church and you're sitting right. in silence, and you just know that you have this person that is there for you, the higher being, whoever it may be, your God. Um, you feel that you feel in a better sense. Uh, I know that when I was at the uh, the health ranch, uh, Malibu, in California, and we did a seven-day, it was total a vegan, purity, cleanse. cleanse, detox. We would basically be up in the morning with a meditation yoga, and you could take it as far as the one being would, would take it. I took it very seriously, and I cut off all communication with phones and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so we walk, We would walk for 12, uh, I love 12 miles up in the mountains hike. And I mean, not just trail hiking. You're almost repelling at some things where you feel like you're going to, you're breathing so hard, like, oh, my God, my body can't take this. Wow. And you and you realize in a, in a after day seven or day 10, the purity of how much your body can withstand when you're cleansed physically, mentally, um, without all the pollution of what's happening in the world or if you're suffering from an addiction or whatever. Everything was just clear. The sky was clear. You had, I had, and I experienced three or four very, very heavy enveloping feelings when I was up on the mountain that just enveloped yourself and you saw something for what it was. And your thought process wasn't really on anything but it could be looking at a flower or looking at a bush or looking at some type of a rock where you would have this revelation of a sense of being part of the earth and really being. It's real clarity. Clarity of just being. And there's so many times when, you know, you go on these, um, you go on these stress-related, you know, you're feeling so much, at least, you know, I, I feel as just being a woman and being a mother and being, trying to be a good wife and, you know, trying to be nice to my dog and trying to, you know, do, do whatever you have to do, that you do carry a lot of hats. And sometimes it's easy to, you know, just say, oh, forget it. Let's just, you know, do whatever we have to do and, you know, well, I think blow a lot of people off. think that when someone is an alcoholic that, you know, they're like a derelict on the street, you know. Uh, and, yes, some people are that way. But um, most of the people that I see in rooms are, you know, the mom next door, you know, the CEO of the Fortune 500 company, you know, they're functional, um, and yet, you know, there's this veil of, you know, of being able to cope, and for me, personally, you know, quitting drinking wasn't really the hardest thing, the hardest thing is staying sober, because when you're, you get to a point after the first year for me, or so, that you start to realize really the reasons why you drank. And then you have to start deal dealing with those things, you know, and that's hard work. I mean, it's, you know. It's hard work. Do you know, I think that is one of the things in life that is so difficult, is that life is hard work. To keep it on track. Marriages, hard work. We take them for granted. We, you know, we get married and we think, okay, now I'm married and I'm happy and blah, 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 blah. But it's work. And it's hard work. It's hard work being with friends. It's hard work having friendships. It's a responsibility. And sometimes we get caught up in our own world where you forget about that other person. Absolutely. And you forget about that other person's feelings. I mean, we are in a 
emotional combustion of feelings in every walk of life that we take, every time we walk out, out the door. Um, my, one of my examples that I, I keep saying is, in my mind, I keep thinking, okay, now what would Mary do in this situation? And I keep kind of repeating my mantra is, just be lovely, just be lovely, just be nice, just be kind. Um, in a situation, getting back to Ginger, I mean, it, it was, and I know how hurtful this has been because you put a lot into the relationship, is you didn't really, really know that person, who that person but really was. But you kind was. of did. You kind of saw signs. Do people reveal themselves immediately or... Some people have masks. Do people change? Do people... um... I think in Ginger's case, it was always there. I think now through time, the fact that she's moving into a new life, which is a very... uh, Based on monetary, you know, she's going to be in a very successful life, so to speak, that those things have now magnified a lot of her personality. Just core kind of... Her core her core being. There's a, a book out uh, called Best Friends Forever, A Breakup with Your Best Friend. It's on... Uh, you can get it on paperback. And uh, it's just... A, it's uh, written... Um, and about just to say, you know, how to get through, you know, the breakup of a relationship and, um, you know, when friendship hurts and how to deal with friends who betray and, or abandon or, or wound you. And, uh, and I think it gets back to one of our other shows that we were talking about, when the ego gets bruised. I mean, when you believe in someone and you get let down like that, it's not only that your whatever feelings may be anger or whatever toward them – you're almost disappointed in yourself um, for saying, why didn't I see this? I'm for- totally disappointed in myself because, you know, other people saw this. I, you know, didn't see it. And, um, I, you know, I feel used. And I think and one thing that came up, you know, during this breakup process you know, was a lot of like scorekeeping of things on, on on Ginger's side that I didn't, you know, I didn't realize that we were like supposed to be like keeping score. You know, I feel like in an even-handed relationship um, with anyone, if if there's something that you know I'm doing that upsets you, then you know, tell me about it. You know, don't swallow it and not say anything. And then when there's a conflict, you know, that time that you know you didn't pay for, you know, your tuna sandwich, and I had to pay for it, really ticked me off, you know, I, I think it's important, you know, to, to communicate, you know, with your female friends, just the same way you communicate, you know, with your husband, or, you know, that if something's upsetting you, you know, talk about it in the moment, and get past it. You're, You're listening my- to The Girlfriends on webtalkradio.net. So we're talking today about addictions, about how you get through them, about the pain you cause people, about how you deal with the pain, and about how you live with everyday life. I think this just keeps coming back to me. And, you know, this is interesting, Shelley, that you said the thing about the church, because I've been going back and have really gotten into my religion, but I've kind of done it in my own way. And I have this... uh, I don't know if all of you tuned into Oprah when she had uh, given the book that you read every morning, and it kind of sets your day off to a thought process. Oh, the gratitude journal? 
Yeah, but you're not writing. By Sarah. You're not writing, but, um, and I'll bring it to the show the next time, but uh, there is, it starts your day out in kind of a way of treat others as you'd like people to treat you. And I know that sounds very like, oh, you know, we've all heard it, we've read it in the Bible, but it's very true. And and if you think about your words to other people, okay, for instance, um, not to sidetrack, but I'm going to tell you about what happened the other day. I was driving by myself, and I have a Lexus SUV, and I was behind this car. We were at a stop sign. We are traveling west on the road, and we are stopped. And the light turned green, and the car in front of me, which was also an SUV, is just pulling out because, you know, when you're starting, you're just putting your foot on the accelerator. You're just kind of creeping at that moment. And coming from the north, this van, utility van, is coming through a red light, blows a red light. This gentleman that is was driving the car was going at least 60 miles an hour, bangs into the SUV in front of me, throws oh this girl's car over two lanes, spins out of the car. I immediately jump out of the car. My dog was in the car with me. I immediately jump out of the car, run to her because I was thinking that the car was going to blow up. Sure. And I grab her, both of her airbags go off. Another girl that was a passenger in her car gets out. And immediately this girl, very young, blonde hair, medium height, white, um, young, said, you know, was, was this my fault? And she's obviously dazed and shaken up and everything. And I said, no, it was not your fault. I bring her over to the curb with her girlfriend. Oh, my gosh. And I take this guy who gets out of the van and is kind of hesitantly coming up to her car to see if everyone is okay. I swear to God, if there was children in this car, they would have been dead. That's oh the impact. People came running from the bus station because the impact was so loud. I immediately ran up to this guy, and I was like, shame on you, yelling at the top of my lungs. Shame on you. And I looked at his shirt, and he was in a green utility, and it was Jim. And I said, he said, it was yellow. It was it was green. It wasn't my fault. I said, yes, it was, Jim. And you're lying. You're lying. And you know, and I thought, this was coming from, not from my mind, just but it was coming from my, my gut, my emotional gut. I didn't know either one of these parties in this accident, but I did see it. And I was looking at it, and I heard the impact, and I saw this girl, and I saw the faces. She gets out of the car, the van, the police come, a fire truck comes, an ambulance come. She gets in the car. For some reason, something triggered me that I could not leave the scene of this car. I'm thinking, what can I do to make this situation better? Wow. So I know the car, the girl is just totally, you know, she said, I'm a nanny, and, you know, this isn't my car, and this is my employer's car, oh, and I'm driving, are. and I'm, I'm picking my kids up. Now, this happened two blocks away from my house, so I know the area, and we're in a right off the lake, so we have oh. joggers, we have buggies, it's, you know, young professionals, and I know that my children went to the same school as her. So anyway, I take the, the other nanny. She said, I'm going to lose my job. This oh. is my employer's car. Now, the employer's car is totally, totally totaled, demolished. There's, you know, the fire department's there because they think there's going to be a fire started. Sure. She gets in the ambulance. 
I go back and I take two cards and I walk around with these cards that I've made up and I don't know why I have made up because I have such a hard time giving them out but I thought this was <laughs> this was the reason why I have these cards and I gave the girl and I also gave the officer a card now the mother has called me just about every night and she cannot get a call Does she have insurance the girl that was driving the car did not have insurance mm. Okay. And she was a nanny for a family. A family. Um, and she was driving their car. So, she, But they some, have insurance. But they have insurance. Yes, they have insurance. Car insurance, but probably right. not. Right. Um, and the van, the man that hit her, Jim, was there, and he has insurance and works for a company in Maryland. Okay. The mother the girl has to have her hand operated on. They need to operate like ASAP. Right. She has no insurance, so none of the doctors will mm. touch her. Oh. I don't know this until like four days afterwards. So now I'm saying to the mother, Jessica, uh, not Jessica, was the girl, Terry, you have to get this hand operated because the hand right now is in the process of healing. It's your moral obligation. So I said that is the first and foremost. How do you hire a, a, a so nanny? So what's she going to do? How do you hire She's going to call Shauna and ask Shauna to pay for the <laughs> right. hand operation. Right. No, and I was just about there. I am so mad, and I am so oh. determined to make this right. It's it's my justice for Jessica cause that I've now gotten on the phone with the policeman, Officer Hines, and I'm like, live it. I said, how can you send a police report and not have an officer's name? These people have no one to contact. I've now talked to Sedgwick Insurance Company in Maryland and said, what are you waiting on? There's a girl that's, we don't have the police report. I said, well, get the police report. Here's the number that you call. Can I this tell has you been something? a week ago. This is such an inept situation. Has no. your husband it's, it's, said to you, no good deed goes unpunished? No. My husband's saying don't get your husband away. said to you, let sleeping dogs die? Yeah. Lie. I mean, lie. lie. Or die. Die or die. <laughs> um, listen, I I know that feeling. I went through this when my car was stolen but two I, years I'm, ago. But you wait, have can I just to say do this? the work. You do it's have to do the work. But you know what? And the mother is trying, but they're not listening to her. And I feel the pain because I can hear it in her voice. This is what I'm talking about, getting back to feeling and emotion. Right. And, you know, here's her feeling for her child, her child that is, cannot get operated on. Yes, shame on her but for not having. what about the employer who, yeah. Well, I mean, the employer was very concerned about the car because she loved that car. Oh, okay, give me well, a break. Stop it. So what is the employer going exactly to do? This is exactly my problem with Ginger. The okay. employer is you not. You have to morally do the right thing. You the, don't treat people. You the know, employer like is garbage. just saying what you're saying. Let sleeping dogs lie. They're not getting involved. Well, that's absolutely. They're wrong. not that's taking. Wrong. That's wrong. That is that's very wrong. wrong. So you can only be an advocate so much to a certain to to level. a certain to a certain level. No, and but then I can you get need them. To, but then you need to let go. I mean, no, but I can get them in the hands of the right people. Yes. Um, yes. And I can get them in to get the police report going. Yes. And I also am claiming myself as a witness, and yes. I will show up in court. Yes. Yes. And but here's I, the thing, ladies. And, and, would and you I ever this. hire a nanny for your children who didn't have insurance? Well, I don't know that because I don't know if it went. Th I, you know, a lot of people have insurance that I covers people that drive their car. Of course you do. I mean, of course you do. But it's right. not the insurance, it's the health insurance that well, she didn't that, have. And that's that why she true, can't get operated on. Of, because she doesn't have health insurance. A lot of people 
But my if thing someone's is this. working in your house and something happens to them while they're in your employ, this gal was on her way to pick up kids for work. That was she's on the clock. That's your responsibility as an employer. Well, now, it wait, depends let me, on how much you love that person. Let's put it that but way. But wait, let me Maybe tell you this. Maybe the person that's hired the nanny doesn't now, love but wait. the nanny enough to do now, that. Now, her first concern, that's this poor girl's first concern, was she was going to lose her job. Okay. Now, Why? not, only, not only has she lost her job. Oh, she did, oh, no, lose she did not lose her job. No. Well, she but can't perform she's her had, job. No, the, the employer has had her at work every single day since then. The hand has been in a sling. She's gone to the grocery store. She is still driving oh a car. Oh my gosh! This is see. This is what I. And this is what this is where the whole thing. And this is where I am. And I, I know I'm getting a little, but I, I, I'm passionately involved in this because it's almost to the point where people need help. And if I'm not, and as I walked away from this, two women came up to me. From, and said, you know what, thank you for being there. We heard you. Thank you for being there. And thank you for yelling at that man. You're listening to The Girlfriends on webtalkradio.net. But I'm still, to this day, if I get this guy in court, I will go eye to eye with him because I saw it. Right. And it's interesting how people... Was there anyone else there that could involved. be a second? Yes, Shelley, but oh, good. let sleeping dogs lie. Nobody wanted to get involved. Yeah, it's, uh, it's No one crazy. has time to What's do that. Parabell? Parabell. Parable, thank you, where the you know man is sleeping on the road and everybody wants... This the is Good Samaritan. The, yes, thank you. This is what I'm saying. Nobody wants to get involved, you know, and right is right. I mean, where are we at as people? What if you were friends with the, the, the woman who, you know, employed this girl? You know, to me, that would be like a deal breaker. That would be... Well, here's how, what I how said. Could you, how can you morally, you know, do that? I mean, I, there was that big accident that I witnessed um, a couple years ago, and the nanny got was pushing a stroller, and a guy in a, a, a city worker in a flatbed truck who was, like, who cleaned streets was hit, and the nanny threw herself in front of that stroller, okay? And she still has all these disabilities. And this family, you know, they rallied for her, you know? She saved their kid's life. Well, I could tell by looking at this girl immediately that this girl was a good girl. She was a good girl. And I said to the mother last night on the phone, now, yes, I do think I'm taking this a little far and getting overly involved, but I did say, does she like to have her job? Because I have several people that need nannies. That's right. And you know what? Don't worry about the job. I'll get her another job. That's right. Right now, it's That's to right. get her hand taken care of and to get this guy off the road. Right. And the, the interesting thing is that is a photo enforced corner. Mm-hmm. So where's that? Shauna got the lawyer hat going. Yeah. I love it. It's a photo enforced. And I told her, I told the mother, you've got to get the photo enforced. And also the policemen and all those people that showed up, the firemen, the ambulance, the unmarked cop car, the female officer, they should have been taking those. You know how they can tell how mm-hmm. fast your mm-hmm. cars. None of that was done. So, so I want to know farce. what the husband thinks. The, the lawyer husband. husband. That doesn't know. Are you kidding? Oh, you he would say, about this? No, I no. can't wait to hear. Why? Because he would say, Shauna, don't get involved. Don't you, know, you have enough okay, to do with your before, time? Before I went out to plan Ginger's wedding, uh, my husband said, you know, this is just a recipe for disaster. You know, you don't get you know, involved. And I said to Ginger before I went out there, my family needs me right now. You know, my son is under a lot of stress with, you know, this college stuff. And, you know, it's you're getting married in an accelerated time frame during the holidays. You know, I just I can't drop everything I'm doing 
and be there for you the way you need me to be there. Wait, wait, just for people that are tuning in, just give a tiny little synopsis about ginger. Um, If they didn't listen to the last program. Well, you know, um, Ginger's a a dear friend of mine. We both share, was, um, both share, uh, you know, in a club that, you know, I can't say. No, you should say it's It's American Airlines. It's a 12-step based program. That's confusing for some Um, We've gotten, you know, I've gotten a lot of strength from her, and I think she, for me, I thought we had a balanced friendship. And um, she supported me through a lot. I've supported her through a lot. Um, And uh, she was having a challenge with with her boyfriend, and uh, everything worked out. It was a lot lot of girlfriend time on the phone. Um, everything worked out. They got engaged. And uh, she called me and said, you know, I got engaged and we really want you to plan our wedding because I love to plan events, um, you know. Uh, but I, I said, you know, gosh, fantastic. I'm so excited for you. You know, I'd love to help you plan, but I can't, I can't, I don't have the time. You know, you want to get married in nine weeks and, you know, I need to be home right now. It's, you know, holidays, and I really, I can't do it, but here's what I can do. I'll do the creative. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll lay everything out. I'll find the vendors. I'll get everything together, Um, you know, but I'm going to need somebody who's savvy in advance to, you know, do the follow-up and the emails and the hundreds of phone calls and emails it takes, you know, to to make something really superior, and that's, the love is in the details. And um, I guess when I say love is in the details, I should say time and love is in or the details. Or you can say the devil is in <laughs> the, the details. Exactly, because that's the part that just, you know. And I just, as much as I would have liked to have just dropped my life and, and Well, you know, in essence, you did drop your life. And in essence, days. I did. Um, you know, I was. The husband asked you not to go I out. was up till all hours of the night, you know, researching and pulling things together. Um and my husband said, look, this is just a recipe for disaster. You know, this is not, you know, a good idea. And um, Well, the recipe for disaster was really that your husband really knew, and, and we know, the girlfriends know, the parties involved. So, you know, I think that because it had to be done on such a quick time span, it took a lot of your energy, and the emotions were very high Yes, on both parties. So, and I think that a lot of, you know, the true colors of the other party magnified itself. And, um, and on, on, as, you know, on my children, I said to her that this gal that was going to help me, you know, she knows who this gal was. I told her what her fee was. And, you know, we proceeded to, you know, fly long distance and to go to Ginger's. We, you know, when we weren't meeting vendors and, you know, negotiating, you know, to get contract pricing, we were doing, you know, working on an Excel spreadsheet, getting all the details out. We did like six weeks of work in a couple days. And her behavior towards the girl that was helping me and towards me was uh, very officious, demeaning, rude. And, you know, I thought maybe Ginger doesn't realize because she's so stressed out right now, she doesn't realize how she's behaving. But it just went from bad to worse. And so it gets back to. You don't treat people. I don't right. care. Who it gets. They are. Then it gets back to the pain and how people cause pain, what people do about pain, and, you know, how you react to it. And it's like. Um, 
You know, there was a great book, and I don't know if you all read it. It's an, it's an older book, but it was one of the greatest books I ever read. And the name of it was Embraced by the Light. It was by Love Betty E. I did read it. It's a wonderful book. Wait, will you say that? And, again? and it's um, great to read if someone passes away that's yeah, very dear to you in your yeah. life. But it, it's just great to read about life. Embraced by the Light. And it's written by Betty Eady, E A D E. Good, Shelley, that you remember the it's, author. Do you know, because it's I've given been that one of the gift. most significant books I've ever read in my life. I, I really felt it was life changing for I me. I am grieving right now. Because I mean, one I, of the I things am. I realized, if you read that, and I can't exactly remember the chapter, I think it was six, seven, or eight. Um, another great book on how to deal with pain is Celestine Prophecy, the original one by James Redfield. I also read it. Six, seven, and eight chapters, something like that. But it's okay. It's okay. You know, everybody is on their own life path journey. And when we can recognize that as individuals, if you can say to yourself, you know, your emotions were high with your friend, or your emotions can be high with this accident, but it's okay. It happened. And it's okay it happened. It's like the journey that that person is taking and the journey that you're taking. So it kind of diffuses that, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, anxiety or high-pitched energy to give force. You, to give you the space to be more objective. Yes, yes. It kind of, it, you, you recognize it. You know what? Hey, this is okay. She's where she's at in her life. You're doing what you felt was the best thing. And by recognizing, hey, this is just, wow, got out of control. It's okay, because you're both on journeys. And you're both trying to recognize what, and it just kind of makes it, it makes it, a, you're able to function. You know, one of the tools that I've learned just in the last, I don't know, three or four years, um, after listening to all those Tony Robbins um, who is a personal friend, and he, he's just, he is bigger than a giant, but he's had some wonderful uh, sources of comfort in, in well, dealing tell our, with pain. Tell our well, listeners about Tony Robbins. Well, Tony oh, Robbins yes. is a motivational speaker. He's about 6'7". Um, I'm sure you've seen his infomercial commercials. He does seminars across the country. Let the giant within you um, manifest itself. Uh, breaking through resistance barriers, bringing out, you know, the good in you. Yeah, has done uh, tons of motivational tapes and authors of several books. Authors of Been several many books. talk shows. Was, um, and one of the reasons we got to know him so well is my husband did uh, was friends with him before Tony was really Tony. And he also spoke at one of my son's graduations. He was the keynote speaker for, for the graduation up at Deerfield. Academy in Massachusetts, but he, he's just an incredible man. But one of the things that he said about going through pain or going through arguments or going through the accident or going through your girlfriend's, you know, this mess with, with Ginger is that you, you just take yourself out of that space for a moment and you literally do something with your physical nature. Shake it off, jump move your arms, scream, growl. If you're in an argument, you go out of the room and you growl. So you change that 
energy space that you're in and you just change it up and then you put something again what Whitney what you had said about being grateful okay what am I grateful about in this situation at this moment in time at this particular moment can I find anything in here that's grateful you know that I can be grateful for and if you can just bring an awareness to just one piece of information that's graceful with doing this energy release of an action or a jump or whatever it is, it just changes the energy field. And then you can sometimes, well, hopefully, you be able to go back into the existing issue with a different awareness. I, th I think what I'm trying to say is I think because this person shared you know, the American Airlines Club, when she When spoke, you say the American Airlines Club, I'm I think you need to okay, be really... I, I can't say. It's a 12-step program. But you, you can say it. You. No? No, no. I, I'm not allowed to. You're not. It's one of our bylaws. I oh. can't say it. Can I say it? Um, you can say it because you're not in it. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to say AA. So um, it's AA, which is a, 12 -step a remarkable 12-step recovery program. But I thought she understood my language. You know, I thought she understood my, you know, when I say pink, you know, she knew what shade of pink. I thought there was unconditional love there because she, you know, knew all my dark, scary things, you know. And there's just, there was no rationalizing with her. I tried to explain your behavior is inappropriate. You're behaving out of control. And I just got bullied even worse by standing up for myself. So now I feel like betrayed, like I, like I betrayed myself in trusting somebody that. But you didn't. I mean, who in their right mind? If I asked you, you know, you to help me with something, fly across the country, okay? And and I can't even imagine treating you know your assistant poorly when when no, I'm and you to have doing to, a favor. Well. And then I'm a bad person for standing up, just like this. The mother, I want to, I want to smack in the head the woman who, you know, but hired this nanny. No, <laughs> that's know? exactly. But you know what? Know. Everybody has to go through what they're going through, and there's reasons for it, and it's okay. It's it's all okay. That's what you start learning. It's all okay, and it's, there are reasons that it's happening, and there's there are reasons that it's happening. So. I don't know. I just, I think it's... I guess it's one If you thing. go back to that Betty Eady book, it just gives you comfort. I, I have it on my bedside table. It's like... You know, life's lessons, and you've got to remember, and you go back to all the, the Indian saints and all the people in India that believe everything happens for a reason. You, there's not one person that you meet at the grocery store or not something that it all happens and, for and a reason. And it may show up that. today... But I it may take six never, months from now or three years. But even I certainly would never have created a conflict during a time when, like, this is supposed to be a happy time for her. It's you know, I, I and to have her not realize that you know, but that's all right. Second that's, guessing me and treating somebody that I have long-standing relationships with poorly is not okay. Well, the thing that is hurtful is yes, that 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 is a reflection on you. Yeah, Your friends are a reflection. And that's, you know, really to take it into Hollywood, though, just because I read this just the other day um, about Ben Affleck. Did you read this? Mm -mm, no. WebTalkRadio.net. Ben Affleck taking his two girls out for a happy meal at McDonald's, just like a good daddy would do. And he knocks off, he careens this guy's rearview mirror on his car 
and knocks it off. And here this man, good as he is, uh, he just goes up, writes a note, and says, Hi, I just knocked off your mirror. Very sorry. We'll cover everything then. You know, that's what I'm talking about, a quality person. Right. Instead taking of ownership. Taking, taking ownership for what he did. And not only that, but in retrospect, you know, that's setting a wonderful example for your kids. Absolutely. Now, in your thing of talking to people and Ginger being rude to people that are surrounding you, I mean, it's just... Wait, now you made me lose my train. I know. I agree. Well, I'm just thinking I'm looking at our time limit, so I think we should come to... It's made you... uh, That's all a reflection. That's all a reflection on you. Well, these, you know, I've... you know, two people so. that I had, it is, because they, they operated in good faith based on my word and her verbal okay, that it was okay for them oh. to, oh, to right. I see. work ahead. And, you know, then to treat them yeah, but that's not- like second-class citizens is a reflection on me because mm-hmm. I, I'm i the one that asked them, I'm the one that put my relationship forth to get them to work yeah, ahead of me. Yeah, but you cannot be responsible know. You know, they went ahead in good forth too. I, I just feel so. You really can't be bad. responsible for your friend's actions. No, but are you going to hang around someone that's going to treat people around you that may work in your home or something and demean them? No. No, but but that's a learning thing that that's now come to. And that's basically what has happened. Right. There's. Um, so you go back to. So the what you go you go back to what it is, and you know what the boundaries are. I mean, you have. Fat friends, skinny friends, tall friends, short friends. They're all different kind of people. You know how to, you know, emotional, non-emotional. So you go back to whatever the state is and you understand what that person is like. And then you create those boundaries. If I asked you to help me with something, okay, it's based on the fact that I trust you and I know right. you know me and I know right. that you care about me and you want to make something beautiful and perfect right. for me, okay? Right. I would, I can't imagine, you know, treating you, you know, like you were a higher Well, that man. was hostile. I can't imagine that. And that was something that was shocking that to was me. Crazy. Shocking crazy. to me. You know, and... You know, I, but I, was it really because if you really knew her and you've seen her in action, I think it was shocking to you because it was you. But so, you've seen you've right, seen in yes. the past different people. Well, yeah, she it could just do that had, to the grocer, but she'd never do that to, to me. You. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I, I think that I have to examine, you know, why I would want to give to somebody who well, because you thought it would change. You know, somebody, why would I give my time, love, and energy, you know, to, to when there's so many great people around me, you know? So, again? Sad. I know. But you're going to be fine. And... See, here's the difference about me, though, too, is that I'm going to be fine, but... I'll never forget it. It's it's like when we had our arguments, I knew what my part in it was. I knew that I needed to take responsibility and examine that because I did love you guys. I did trust you guys. And I knew that if that's, you know, that I needed to, like, you know, figure something out because, you know, 
I did, you know, I, I did, and I do respect Well, I don't think you. anybody was hostile during those times. No, like nobody no. was, you know. But when, but when somebody's, you know, when your best girlfriends say to you, like, you need to take a look at this, you know, you take a look at it. Right. And, you know, this, you know, I'm taking a look at it, and I'm not wrong. And it hurt, that makes it hurt more because there's nothing I can do to fix it. I know. This is, you know... Not to close our show on a, on a down note, but I want to, because there's a lot of emotions in our studio right now. Um, but I want to say to to you, Whitney, um, you know, these are all markers in your life to go to the next step. And I think personally, after traveling through many different years with you, that you have done remarkably and incredibly well. I agree. And, you know, I know that, that Shauna agrees, and I know that, um, you know, I just think, and I don't know, I mean, we've all gone through really difficult times in our life and painful times, and I think one of the next things we should discuss on one of our shows is, you know, how you guide your children through, through these times. You know, not exactly examples like this. Both of my kids, you know, because she stayed with us, I don't know, 30, 40 times. You know, my kids are just, you know, they can't believe that grown-ups would. (laughs) But here again, in life, you meet fat people, skinny people, tall people, nice people, mean people. Ugly people. Ugly people. You got to learn. And and we got to all learn how to deal with each other. So... I don't know. I think this chapter should be continued. And we are really happy to be talking to you from the girlfriends at our studio. Okay, but kids out there and friends, girlfriends, don't forget, we've got the Veep election on Thursday. Oh, Thursday night. With the talking head. Uh, No, the vice president, right? Yes, talking head, Joe Biden. And you've got, you know, the band that's going to play, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey, Paul Ryan. So, oh, I hope not. Oh, he could be a great Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, he's not going to do it. He's, but anyway, we've got that going, no. and we've got... Um, he's ready. I, I, I was with uh, someone from the Republican Party who was in his practice session on Sunday last night, and they said that he is Good. I just hope he has. Go. I hope he has his facts right. Yeah. All I want to say is get your facts right. I, I'm really excited myself. I think it's going to be a great debate. There was a wonderful program. And we've got the new masturbation, female masturbation bar in Japan that's opening up that we should touch on a little bit oh, next week. Let's go to the premiere of that. <laughs> let's go to that opening. That should be. So So there you go, uh, Christian oh, I feel Gray. A lot I have something to look forward to now. Yeah, there you go, Christian Gray. It's not just all about you men out there. It's about women, too. Oh, and, right. You know, we don't have a Viagra yet, but all right. Who knows what's to come. But anyhow, we're signing off from the girlfriends on webtalkradio.net. See you next week. See you next week. See you next week. See you next week. See you next week.